Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to. Can't wait. But real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode, it's presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado for supporting the podcast. I'll tell you more about them here in a second, but giving you a quick preview of today's show. I said kind of like I'm a radio guy. Hey, everybody, got a lot going on. <laughs> we do. Big bang, boom. Zippo. Yeah, it's an exciting show. Kind of sounds like Carrie Carrie a little bit, but I won't dare say that I'm trying to do a, a Harry Carrie impression. But anyway, uh, mistaken identity takes a, 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 a police investigation from a possible murder to... Just awkward and funny. Imagine going on vacation, then getting a call that your longtime family home had just been demolished on accident. Taco Bell is putting other fast casual restaurants on notice. A criminal posed as a mannequin in order to commit a a burglary, and I kind of respect him for it. I know he's a criminal, okay? I get it. It's wrong. But you got to respect it a little bit. It's like the, that line from Anchorman. I straight up loathe you, but God damn it, I respect you. Something like that, right? Should have had that soundbite ready, but I didn't. I didn't. And the Broncos beat the Packers. We're going to get into that just a little bit. But why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, this fall, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports. Superbook is the book next door, just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And right now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use that promo code MILEHIGH. So go ahead and bet with the best. Use that promo code MILEHIGH this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions and if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> ah, a tale as old as time. A dead body turned out to be a very dirty, broken, and overused sex doll. <laughs> Come on, Disney, make a movie out of that one. The tale is old as time. It's a used and abused sex doll. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll come out with my uh, soundtrack later in the, the evening. Cops closed off a road for 31 hours as part of efforts to seal the crime scene. And this was in West Midlands Village in Keenanton, War. Warwickshire, War, Warwickshire. Yeah, geez, God, <laughs> sorry. I should have thought about that a little bit more before I read it. But anyway, after someone was taking a walk and they saw body parts and they called the authorities, and it was these limbs were sticking out from some undergrowth. So obviously, like I said, they closed off the road. They start doing their investigation. It took them 31 hours to figure out that it was a sex doll. That doesn't make sense to me. 
wouldn't you, I'm not a police officer, but don't you think that you would at least like, you know, within 31 hours, <laughs> like within an hour, somebody doesn't like actually like poke it with a stick, figure it out. How does that take 31 hours? That makes zero sense for me. As they started getting closer on the in inspection, they determined that the fine was more funny <laughs> than grisly. The officers had a big laugh about it. And it was very, this is according to a quote from a spokesman. The officers had a big laugh about it. It was a very dirty, broken, and overused sex doll. That's just, I, I, I feel like there's there's got to be some information that's not being passed along because 31 hours to figure out that it's a sex doll seems a bit ridiculous. Unless, <laughs> unless, this is just me being me. Uh, and you were thinking it too, let's be honest. Let's just say that they just, it maybe it wasn't overused until after the 31 hours, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, devil's advocate. That's just messed up. I can't believe you thought that. That's disgusting. You guys have problems. You know that, right? Can't believe it. That's that's why I'm here. I'm here to guide you towards, uh, you know, salvation. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that seems like there's a lot of information missing from this story. And I read multiple stories on it just to see if there's any other info. And that's the info. That doesn't make any sense. How does that take 31 hours to figure out it's a sex doll? Ridiculous. It's funny, though, because I remember hearing a story around here in North Metro in the Denver area where firefighters were called to a scene to a, a residential home because a woman was looking out her front window, an elderly woman, and she thought that the neighbor across the street had fallen off the roof or something. And she was concerned that the person had a heart attack or was just injured and couldn't move, whatever. So she calls and uh, fire crews show up and within a few minutes, <laughs> if not less, few seconds, they figured out that it was a decoration. It was either for Halloween or for Christmas. Somehow something, it fell over and, you know, and she was trying to do a nice thing, but apparently couldn't see worth a shit <laughs> you know like it's like it's like um it's like a what is that the jack-o-lantern what is that jack from oh my god nightmare before christmas he he tipped over and she's like oh my god it's carl from across the street he's really skinny anyway he fell over he's dead he's dead oh then they go over there like no 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 this is just jack from that movie and there's sally over there we're zero, huh? Huh? Oh, that's funny. At least she was being nice about it. In that, you know, it's not like she's just like, let that motherfucker just rot there. No, it was like either a frosty snowman or some other shit. <laughs> how how insulting would it be if your neighbor calls the emergency line because she thinks that you particularly fell over and she was concerned about your well being? And then they show up and come to find out it's just like a knocked over Santa Claus. 
then you walk outside and be like, what's all the hubbub about? Because <laughs> that's because that's what people say, right? What's all the hubbub? <laughs> and they're like, sir, this the lady across the street thought you fell over in your in your yard. Turns out it was just your Santa Claus decoration. Santa Claus who's obese, and you're sitting there going, God, do I need to cut down on the carbs? Oh, my God, you bitch. Karen, you're a bitch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be funny. And they meant well. They meant well. A This is just bizarre. A wrong house was demolished. And this happened in Atlanta, Georgia, by the way. So Susan Hodgins was on vacation. She got a call from her neighbor saying, hey, were you guys planning on leveling your house? And she's like, no. Well, it just did. It got smashed. It's just like it's leveled. So apparently the neighbor confronted the workers saying, hey, what's going on here? And uh, allegedly the, the worker was just like, Shut up and mind your own business. So Miss Hodgins heard about this, and she's like, let, let me call one of my family members who's nearby and go over there and ask them. So they asked to go see the, the permit for this destruction, this demolition. Then the, the, the workers pulled up the permit, and they were like, ah, shit. Ah, we're at the wrong address. <laughs> oh, Someone going to get fired, especially because this is like international news now. Bad look. Bad look for that company. Now, here's the thing that a lot of people are blowing by with this story. Nobody was living in this house when it was demolished. It was boarded up. They did cut the grass, right? The yard was clean. They pay all the taxes on it. It was all up to, you know, par on all that stuff. The only thing is it was boarded up. It was an old, I guess, a homestead type of thing. It's been in the family for almost 50 years, something like that. So there was no electricity, nothing like that going to the house. So it's not like she was living there or anyone else was living there. This is not devastating. Nobody's homeless because of this. That's what people are are neglecting to put out there uh, on the headlines. So you get that clickbait. You get that clickbait. Be like, oh, they demolished her house. Those fuckers. They better get a, build her a new mansion. Huh? Something like that. No. No. It was like this old rundown house. And the property was being kept up, but it's just like it was just a shitty old house. I, they didn't show any pictures of it before. They just showed all the pictures of it, you know, in a big pile of, you know, rubble. So it's it's sad because that was a family heirloom, essentially, or a family, you know, property that they demolished. I imagine what's going to end up happening is the company's going to rebuild it because based on what little bit I can tell from looking at the rubble, it wasn't like it was anything spectacular beforehand. It's just one of those things where, I mean, you had no right to do that. The company hasn't said anything to her. 
This is what she said. I just, it's just hard to believe that someone thinks they have the right to just come and tear something up and walk away and didn't come back to say, oh, I'm sorry. What do I need to do to fix this? It was an accident. They didn't give me nothing, according to Ms. Hodgins. She says, I think he owes us an apology. He needs to fix this problem. Oh, he will, especially now that there's global pressure on him and a global spotlight. But that being said, how do you fuck that up? How do you not double check the address? Especially especially on a demolition. You guys out there in construction, if you've ever had to go to a property and demolish it, isn't there a lot of, you know, boxes to check to make sure you're not doing something you're not supposed to do? I would imagine there is. Maybe it's, it differs from state to state, but Jesus. But again, it's not as bad as it seems. It's bad. It is. But it's not as bad as it seems. There's, I mean, nobody, like I said before, nobody's homeless. What a dumbass, though. God, I'd be so pissed off, though, if I did that. Be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. This says 75441, but we're actually at 75443. Shit. Todd! God damn it! <laughs> How did you fuck this up? Like, you're the foreman. <laughs> uh, this is interesting. Taco Bell's new crispy chicken nuggets are made with all white meat from whole muscle chicken breasts, which are marinated in a spiced jalapeno. Jalapeno. I, I always get yelled at for the way I say jalapeno. Okay, it's not jalapeno. It's jalapeno, right? I don't know. I'm an idiot. And anyway, in a spiced jalapeno buttermilk, uh, breaded then fried. Sauces will be available with the new menu item, including a signature bell sauce, which features tomatoes, red chilies, onion, and garlic, as well as jalapeno, honey mustard, and sweet and spicy sauce that fits nicely into the spicy trend. Okay. The crispy chicken nuggets are available in two sizes, a five-piece nuggets with one sauce for $3.99 to $4.99, depending on where you're at, and a 10-piece nugget with two sauces for $6.99 to right around $8.99. Depends on where you go. But here's the thing. This is only being sold in Minneapolis, Minnesota, probably because they need that, because the weather there is terrible. So Taco Bell's like, I will give you something, okay? Come here, come here, you little scamps. I know this place sucks, okay? Minnesota, in general, horrible place. Uh, we'll give you some nuggets, okay? They're like, yay, we forget about our sadness. <laughs> Everybody from Minnesota's like, fuck you. I mean, it's true, but fuck you. Uh, I mean, I, it's funny. I was reading some of the people in Minneapolis that tasted these, and they're like, no joke. Not sure why they're doing this, but these are great. A lot of people are like, why are they even doing this? Why are they even making nuggets? 
Well, it's not that far-fetched for Mexican restaurants to sell, you know, like chicken nuggets or chicken strips. Dude, I went to a Mexican restaurant in Colorado Springs the other day, and I ordered a burger. It was like some spicy green chili burger. It was really freaking good. Really freaking good. (laughs) And my wife, like everybody's eating like some really good Mexican food. And then there's me eating a burger. I love burgers. I do. When you find a good one, you just want to eat it. (laughs) You do. And I don't care where I'm at. And that place, I was reading some of the reviews and people are like, you got to get the cheeseburger. It's really good. So I had to get it. It's not that far-fetched. And it, and you really notice it when you have kids. When you have kids, like, there's such picky little shits when it comes to eating. And it's so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. I love my kids to pieces. But you got to go to a place that has either mac and cheese or either chicken strips or nuggets. Because if they're not vibing, you know, what the, the place is, you need something that, that is something simple, and that's what that is. That's a simple thing. Not all kids want to eat burritos or tacos all the time, but if they if Taco Bell ends up, especially if if this does really well in mini, uh, Minneapolis, and this starts spreading out, and if they're really as good as everybody says, I'm I it makes sense to me. I know people are going to bag on it because it's Taco Bell, but that is kind of the norm when you go to a Mexican restaurant and maybe you don't notice if you don't have kids but look at the kids menu next time you weirdo (laughs) they usually have chicken strips mac and cheese or you know maybe even nuggets stuff like that and french fries it's not a weird thing it's smart business because if I'm guessing what Taco Bell hasn't said is doing study groups. And a lot of companies do that. They do study groups. And sometimes you get some good stuff out of that. Maybe there's not enough options for kids. This is a great option for kids. They already do the French fry thing, which I've never tried the French fries at Taco Bell. I've heard they're good. I haven't heard they're great. But you add in, let's say they start doing this, you know, nationwide and they start selling nuggets. Guess what? It's just more of an option for parents. I think it's great. I don't think it's bizarre at all. I just think it's a smart move by Taco Bell. And if you don't get it, you just don't get it. That's fine. You got a tiny little brain. It's not my fault. Here, let me just pat you on the head, little fella. Oh, you don't understand. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Somebody's like, well, he just took that way too far. I'm offended now. Okay. I'm going to go cry in the corner and then daydream about eating nuggets from Taco Bell. Okay. And then I'll eventually realize I was in the wrong. Then I'll come, I'll come crawling back eventually. I just won't bring it up ever again. Uh, Speaking of good food, but even better food, let's be honest. Sugar Fire in Westminster, my go-to barbecue place. I'm going to be there tonight between 6 and 8 o'clock, and it's really awesome. So check this out. You like you like wings? 50-cent wings tonight at Sugar Fire in, in Westminster. 50-cent wings. I didn't stutter. You're welcome. You got to stop by just to get the wings, then, then say hi to me. 
and then walk out if you want. <laughs> it's fine. I understand. They also are going to have $2 little weenie poppers. I know. Wasn't that your nickname in college? It was mine. Was, that, was I the only one? Uh, anyway, you can come down there. You get $2 little weenie hoppers, and, uh, poppers, excuse me, and plus a lot of great drinks. You got to hang out at the bar. We're going to be watching the football game. I, I think it's the Vikings. I can't remember who the Vikings are playing. Maybe it's the 49ers. Uh, I, I'm very prepared for the episode. I apologize. But anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be hanging out at the bar, watching the game. But guess what? It's a good family fun atmosphere. You don't have to hang out at the bar, but you can. And it doesn't matter where you're sitting. It's going to be a good time and uh, the amazing food, amazing cocktails, a lot of great beer. It's going to be a lot of fun. So you got to come down there and eat some amazing St. Louis-style barbecue, whether it's baby back ribs, beef brisket, pulled pork, burgers, turkey. All of it's prepared to perfection. It's amazing stuff. Follow them on social media and you'll be happy because if you follow at Sugarfire Westy on social, Chef Clint and crew love to post their daily specials and they're just, it's just beautiful. I, I posted a video the other day on my social. It's called the Big Muddy and Declan made it for me and it is just insane. It's just like jalapeno cheddar sausage with brisket, horseradish sauce, sweet barbecue sauce, pickles, lettuce on a toasted bun. Oh my God, it was delicious. You got to go in there. It doesn't matter what you order. It's going to be great. I'll be out there tonight like I am every Monday night during the football season from 6 to 8, hanging out with you, enjoying the food, enjoying the atmosphere. I'll see you there. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, 144th and Orchard Parkway. So just east of Huron or just west of I-25. Follow them on social at Sugar Fire Westy. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. I have, I have mixed feelings on this story, okay? I do. A Polish man was arrested after he pretended to be a mannequin in front of a store, so like he was in a store window. He was like on the outside, though, before he ended up stealing from a shop center after it closed. That's according to police in Warsaw. A 20, this is what they said in their statement. A 22-year-old with a bag in his hand froze motionless, pretending to be a mannequin in front of a shop window. In this way, he wanted to avoid avoid being exposed by the cameras, even though he ended up being on camera. <laughs> uh, police said the man went on to rob a jewelry stand once the shopping center had closed, and then he was promptly arrested. <laughs> so dumb. But here again, I read multiple stories on this, and nobody has the most Im- important question. Nobody has the answer to it. How long was he standing there pretending to be a mannequin? That's the only thing I really care about in this story. If it's 10 minutes, that's still impressive. But if the dude is sitting there for 30 minutes plus and nobody noticed that he was standing there pretending to be a mannequin, I mean, that's kind of impressive. It is. 
You got a future, kid. You do. <laughs> wow. I mean, come on, right? I know. It, stealing's bad. It's moronic. Don't do it. Okay? But, <laughs> but, it's like, come on, man. Dude. Like, how do you practice that? Do you, like, record yourself? That's, I mean, I'm just saying, in theory, you record yourself at home standing in that position, and then you just fast forward and see if you, how much you move, right? I mean, come on, that that's, that's pretty impressive. Stupid, but impressive. I saw this, and I then after my initial reaction, I'm like, oh, my God, am I a dick for this? Okay, after I say this, let me know. Podcast at gmail.com or at Podcast. Am I a dick or am I not a dick? Okay, the world. this is the headline I saw. The world's oldest dog ever tragically dies in Portugal. He was age 31 or about 217 in dog years. Tragic? Motherfucker was 217 years old. How's that tragic? Sorry. Like, dude, did, was anybody blindsided by this? Like, holy. Oh, no. Oh, oh. Sparky just tragically died. Wait, Sparky? Yeah. Oh, my longtime dog. Wait, wait. How old was Sparky? Because I feel like you've had him forever. Yeah, he was 31. Oh, like 217 in dog years. Man, I just didn't see this coming. You're like, dude, yeah, his expiration date was like 20 years ago. Sorry. Sorry. It's not tragic. It's sad, I guess. And he, but he's 31. I bet that thing stunk, too. Let's be honest. That, dogs, once they get really old, I love dogs, and it's one of the hardest things ever to, to lose a pet. Especially you have to if you have to put it down, which I've had to do twice for my for dogs and once for a cat, and it was just one of the most sad things that you you could be a part of because they're just all they do is love you. But I mean, this one you you just I mean they always like especially the really old ones <laughs> tend to have a certain odor around around them. But this one, I mean, thirty one, I just ew, ooh. I'm sorry. Am I a dick for that? Kind of. Sort of. I guess. Guess. <laughs> Don't judge me. Fuck you, guys. Okay? Fuck you. Okay? You know what we need to do to wash off that taste of that story? Let's jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> so last week, we my kids were on fall break for school. So we're like, let's get out of town for at least a day. So we went down to Colorado Springs. And one of the things we did, you know, we're looking for random stuff to do to keep the kids entertained and also open their eyes to different things. And we found the Monitou Cliff Dwellings. Well, I hadn't done any research on this and we didn't read any of the signs out there <laughs> like you know they always have like these it, it, it's basically like mesa verde if you've never heard of mesa verde you need to google it right now it's a spectacular thing but we didn't want to drive all the way down there because 
from where we live, it's roughly eight to nine hours, something like that. But anyway, this was similar to that, where it's primitive homes carved out into the mountain. So we go down there. And it was really cool. The kids had a blast because they let you actually go in them. And I thought, well, that's weird that they let you do it. That's kind of odd. Well, if I would have taken a moment to actually read the map that they gave us and or the big giant sign that was over there, and I re- remembering like, oh, I should have read that. Well, I would have found out because I posted this on Twitter. I'd be like, oh, the kids found this. It was, it was a lot of fun. We did this. It was cool. This is what Johnny the Fifth on Twitter wrote. They were transported from western Colorado and recreated on the eastern slope. Some people get disappointed when they when they learn this, but I think they're pretty badass. And I'm like, I didn't know that. I mean, it is cool, but kind of messed up in a sense. But I, I liked it. I, I, I think it was cool. And then Johnny the Fifth responded with, it's definitely cool, but DeHuff Uncensored might give it a run for its money. I typed out money instead of using the emoji because you're worth it. Well, you know what, Johnny the Fifth? You are worth it too, okay? <laughs> you're so worth it that I read that on this show because, one, you educated me because I was lazy and didn't bother to read the signs. And, two, yeah, I appreciate the tweet. So if you guys ever want to reach out and be part of the show, go ahead and do so at DeHuff Podcast. Hey, real quick. So the Denver Broncos beat the Green Bay Packers at Mile High yesterday. It was a, a kind of a boring game. It was. But I watched it from start to finish. After the game, Cortland Sutton talked with Melanie Collins of CBS. Cortland, congratulations on the first one of the season on home turf. It wasn't always pretty, but you guys got the job done today. What did it take from this team to get this win? Man, it took a lot of heart. It took a lot of heart from all the guys in here, a lot of fight. You know, things that we already knew that we had on, in our locker room, but it showed it showed itself today. And it's, it's really good to be able to get this, this first win at home. Should have got one a while ago, but, you know, we've been where our feet are, and today was the most important thing, and we went out and took care of business. And how about the defensive side of the ball? A first half shutout and then that game ceiling interception from Locke to close the game out. What did you see from that unit, and what have you seen from them over the last couple of weeks that's really stood out? Man, they've been leaning on each other, man. They've been leaning, leaning on each other, and they've been having a lot of confidence. You can see it in practice. You can see it in locker room. You know, there's there's a lot of, you know, togetherness, you know, but between those guys. They believe in each other. They know what – they know what they're capable of, and, you know, they, 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 they want to be able to, you know, get to the spot that they want to get to. And, you know, they showed up today, and they had the shot in the first half, and then they came in, you know, were able to close out the game, and it was huge. I was just smiling, looking at P.J. Catch to pick at the end of the game. You know, those guys went out there and played their butts off, and it's really good to be able to see. Court, lastly, the Chiefs up next. You just faced them less than two weeks ago. What can you take away from that game that's going to help you next week? Yeah, man, you know, we just got to keep throwing punches. That was, the, that was the motto, you know, going into that game was keep throwing punches. And, and you know, um, when your back's against the ropes, you know, it's, it's just all about throwing punches and continuing to stay in the fight. And, you know, I think we, you know, we did that came a little short last, this last time, but being able to, you know, get this win here, give us a little momentum rolling into this next one. We're going to keep throwing punches and, you know, look at, you know, you know, counting up at the end. Thank you for the time. No, thank you. What's funny about that entire interview is if you watch the video, he doesn't look at her up until the very end when he's just like, thank you. (laughs) Like he's scared to look at her because she's very attractive. Okay. I'm just saying, Cortland, good job. Good job. Uh, It was good. And and they won. At the end of the day, that's really what 
a fan should care about. It was sloppy, but the defense was looking better. But that being said, you're going against the Packers, right? I mean, it's not like they're, they're you know, the Dolphins or anything like that. But they won. And they got that little monkey off their back of not winning yet at home this season. So it's good. The bad news is they got the Chiefs coming up on Sunday at mile high. So that's good. And that's going to be a tough one. They fought the the Chiefs pretty close last game. It's not far-fetched if they win. It's a division rival. A lot of times when you play your division rival, you play them a little bit tighter, a little bit more amped up. There's a chance the Broncos could win. They need to win to snap this stupid losing streak to the Chiefs. They have to. It's disgusting. But I think really what most people are excited about and can't wait for for this Broncos-Chiefs game is whether or not Taylor Swift will be there. Okay? <laughs> that's, that's the most exciting thing. Oh, my God. I bet every Broncos pregame show is going to have like 90% Taylor Swift rejoin songs when they come back. And the TV, when you're watching the game, guarantee you that like 50% of the rejoin music or the out music is going to be Taylor Swift. And it's going to be annoying. But they got to play the hot card, man. They got to. They have to. Because there's a lot of new eyes on the, on the TV because of her. So it makes sense. But going back to the game, I could I could see the Broncos pulling out a win against the Chiefs. It sounds crazy to say. But kind of like what Cortland Sutton's talking about is the defense is getting a little bit better. We'll see, though. We'll see what they can do against the Chiefs. But it it, it is possible. Would I bet money on it? Um... I don't like to bet scared money, and I'm scared on that. I, I'm not fully confident on it. If you got the money, go to Superbook Sports Colorado and sign up and use the, the code Mile High and see what you get. I mean, if you win, that'd be great. It'd be great. But, I mean, the run game looked pretty decent. The passing game was fine. Nothing like blew you out of the water. The The very last pick to seal the deal is how they should be playing defense in the secondary more often. Ball hawk. I'm watching that. I'm like, there's been other opportunities where it seems like you're just, you're, you're defending the catch and not defending the ball. Like you remember like a keep to leap. He was attacking the ball all the fucking time. And if you're really playing a good, if you if you have a good secondary, they do both, but if you have the opportunity to attack the ball, you attack the ball, and you just don't see that with the Broncos secondary with the exception of that. I mean, it's just, I, I want to see more of that where it's just like being very aggressive on that. And and partly that is because of, you know, it was just a big old Hail Mary, essentially, 
play, but and it was just really easy for him to jump on that. But I'd like to see a little bit more aggressiveness in the secondary. Go for the go for the pick. And it, it just doesn't seem like they do that very much. But what do I know? What the fuck do I know about playing football? I don't. I don't. I just sit back and go, win more. And when you do win, win better. Okay? Pretty simple. I got to be honest with you, right? And here's the other thing, too. People slowly, you know, putting their Russell Wilson hate aside. But I still think that Russell is is gone by the end of the season. He won't make it to the next season in a Denver Broncos uniform. Right or wrong, you know, that's up for debate. But I, I just don't see him being a Denver Bronco come next year. Not that it the struggles are all his fault. Not not this season. Last season, sure. This season, nah, I don't think he can. By the way, I will say this. It was, uh, DMAC was about to sit down and talk with Sean Payton on a conference call. All the media members do that. And he tweeted out, he's all, is there anything you want me to ask Sean Payton? And I said, "Is was that Kareem Jackson play was that a dirty hit? He got ejected for it. But the more you look at the play, I mean, you quickly realize that what in my mind, that's not deserving. He didn't even hit the guy's head. It's it if he gets fined for that hit, that's ridiculous. But somebody brought up, and I, I wish I could remember who it was on social media. They said Part of the reason why he got flagged for that is by his past offenses. And it sucks. And I get it that he's not necessarily always the, you know, a clean player, a clean hitter. But then you got to look at it and go, is that worth having on your team? It would be interesting to have somebody break that down that actually knows football. Um, maybe I talked to Nick Ferguson, former Denver Bronco, and, and just kind of pick his brain on that because it to me, it doesn't, is it really worth it? Is what is he bringing to the table? Because what you, what he ends up taking away from the team is stupid penalties. And when he, doesn't actually commit a, a penalty. He just lays the wood. He's still getting penalized because of his past violations. So is he worth having on the team? As much as I like the way he plays and he's very aggressive and hard hitting, part of me wonders if, if, you know, and a good chunk of me wonders this. Do you just part ways with him? Because maybe he's just causing more harm than good, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like, hey, we like you, but every time you're on the field, it seems like we're getting dinged just for you walking across and making a simple tackle or anything like that. It's just not worth it, and it sucks. It's the environment he's created. It, is it right? No, but... It is what it is. I I, I would imagine, again, kind of like Russ, this is going to be his last season in, in a Bronco uniform. 
I don't know. Let me know your thoughts on that. It's to Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. Sorry if I'm a little stuffy. It's just my life, man. It's just my life. It's just my life. I'm just a little stuffy nose. (laughs) Sorry, man. Sorry. Anyway, thanks for supporting the podcast. (laughs) I'll see you guys tonight at at Sugar Fire in Westminster from 6 to 8. We're going to have those 50-cent wings. Oh, my God. I showed that to my son. He's like, he started giggling. He like covered his face and he's like, <laughs> I'm totally eating those. <laughs> That's what he did. Um, by the way, uh, a dad brag right here. He was in a tournament, baseball tournament, him and his team, the Blue Jays. And basically the entire season was essentially practice, I guess, in a, in a weird way. It was and it wasn't. So everybody basically made it to the playoffs. But it was a two-game series that they had to do. Game one, they fought and they won. The whole team did really well. Game two, I don't, I don't, it was from a, another division. They end up fighting these guys or playing these guys really tight, ended up losing by, I want to say, like two runs. So they they lost out, but those kids did, you know, played so fucking well. They played as a team, and it was it was great to hear their coaches saying, trying to keep the kids level, because there was a couple times where like, dude, we're totally gonna beat beat these guys, and we've already won, guys. What are we gonna do after we win the championship? And the coaches is like, you guys haven't won anything yet, and I had to go in there a couple times because the coaches were busy coaching. And I was like, guys, you haven't won anything yet. Oh, we're totally going to win. Do you think that that other team doesn't want this just as bad as you? No, they don't. That was one kid that said that. It's like, you fight to the end. You play to the end. And their their second game, they they fell short which in a weird way is kind of a good thing. You know, life lesson, man. I hate to be that guy that everything's a life lesson, but when you look at it as a parent, it's like it's probably not the best thing for you to win all the time. You need to know how to lose in order to know how to win and in order to know how to be successful. So... My son was disappointed, but he loved his teammates and he loved playing with them. And he found out that he likes to play baseball. And what was, and going back to the humble brag about my son, two games. He had the, had identical stats for both games. Total. He was for both games. He went six for six with four RBI. I'm like, Oh my God. And he even got a cool, slide into home for a score in the in the first game that helped you know uh, everybody did well they did and and it's me you know focusing on my son cuz it's my son but everybody did well everybody did great and it it was cool it was really cool to see the kids just and, and there was a time where whether it was my son or one of the other kids, I think his name was Logan. He he's like telling telling the kids or his teammates in the dugout. He's just like, guys, we got to stick to what we know. Let's go out there. 
stay focused. And I'm like, that's cool. And my son said something like that too earlier. And I'm like, that's my boy. That's my boy. Okay. It was cool. Total. Like, I'm so proud. Like, like he, he had a blast and my wife and I were just so happy and proud with the way he handled himself on and off the field. And it was just, it was cool. It was fun. And if, if you're debating whether or not to get your kids into sports, I'll, I'll tell you this. I was too at first, a little bit, but man, it just, and my son never really was interested, interested in baseball until this season. And he even told the coach on day one, he's like, I haven't really played baseball since I was like four or five. And he was a sponge. He was coachable. A life lesson, too. You got to be coachable in life. Whether it's your coaches or it's your manager, your bosses in a work situation. You got to be humble and allow yourself to be coached and learn. And he did. And he was batting cleanup, which I didn't really process until I was talking to the coach afterwards. And he's like, you're he's I'm so impressed with his with his turnaround coming in here. You know, telling me day one that he he's never really played baseball before to the championship games, the tournament games, and we have him batting fourth. He's all, and he was solid, solid, rock solid. Now, what's funny is my son does have a bad habit. Like, like the pitcher always throws, it's little, it's kid pitch. And like, there's one like way over his head. And my son swung at it. He hit it, but it was like a foul. And he turns around and he looks and he's like, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but then he ends up getting on base. And and just just the simple things that he's learned from the season of and listening to his coaches was really cool. And and right before he had that sliding run into um into home plate, which he was so happy about, I was just like, run like you gotta a rocket up your can. <laughs> and he did. Oh, so cool. So proud. So proud. Sorry. I know you ultimately don't care, but it's cool. It's so cool to see your kids do well. And ultimately, I was so he could have struck out every single one. But if he held his head high and was just a good teammate, I'd be I'd be I'd be proud. Maybe not as proud. Let's be honest. Let's cut the bullshit. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be like, yeah, you know, at least he wasn't a dick or anything like that. But no, he was out there, and his teammates were just awesome, and it was just a cool experience. And now we're probably going to do baseball practice in the winter, and, and he's excited about baseball. And baseball's a fun sport. Not to watch. <laughs> it's fucking boring as shit especially if you're a Rockies fan. But anyway, anyway, enough about me and my future big leagues, uh, big leaguer son. <laughs> Rockies, give him a call. Call me. We'll get him on the field. and He'll show you guys how to hit. Tell you what, man. <laughs> Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. 
Big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. I'll see you guys tonight between 6 and 8. Don't forget they got those 50-cent uh, wings as well as $2 Little Wiener, Little Weenie Popper. <laughs> little Weenie Popper. Again, my nickname from college. <laughs> hey, Little Weenie Popper's here. Hey, oh, potty started. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, I'm stupid. Anyway, have an amazing day. Big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado as well. Have an amazing day. Let's continue to move forward. Hopefully you laughed a little bit in this episode. It's to huff on censored. I'll talk to you next time.